Ramble. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, girl, hey. <laughs> hey, girl, hey. Welcome hey girl, hey. to the Try Potty with Eugene. Yay, Rainy. Try potty. Try potty. It's yeah, we're try. all going to pee on the floor yeah. and hang out with Eugene. <laughs> P O D D Y. Yeah. No, you meant P O T T Y. Well, I say it was a double entendre. Oh, oh wow. Rainy. <laughs> Stunning. World Stunning. place Spagliato. Wow. Wow. <laughs> the Spagliato. That's a House of the Dragons thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm a Darcy. Yeah, I don't get it. It's it's not in the show. It's well, you don't watch. You, you've never even watched Game of Thrones. Correct. Um, I thought it was actually from the show. No, it's just a viral moment. It's from oh, an HBO just Max like an interview, interview between Olivia Colman. An interview? No, no, Olivia. What's her name? Uh, Oli- uh, Olivia Cook. Yes. Yes. This when, is, when you say the wrong name, like my brain refuses. It's in. I can't get back on the right track. Just naming know? amazing British actresses, but her and uh, Emma Darcy in an interview talking about their favorite drinks. Mm. TikTok has really made things that never would have been heard by anybody, yeah. <laughs> things that are heard by everyone. Like no one would have seen this interview where someone talked about something wherever it was posted, wherever it exists. But because some person did and then put it on the internet, it's like so much bigger. It's a, it's now like a you were ordering that at places. You How actually ordered it? that drink. Well, I love it, but I love Campari. <laughs> yeah. So you have to like a Negroni before. Right. So it was, <laughs> They thought you were a lunatic when you ordered it. <laughs> Because I said it like Emma Darcy, <laughs> and they did not know the reference. They were they were one older. person did. Yes. One person came from the depths. It was like ha, 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 <laughs> with prosecco on it. Ah, <laughs> get the reference. Well, well, you, t- you taught me that it's it's spagliato means just wrong, just kind of like messed up, screwed up. Oh, so it's typically you know a Negroni has gin in it with the Campari, oh. but then instead of the gin, they switch it out with prosecco. So it's a lighter Negroni. Oh. But Negroni Spagliato just means, if I'm getting this right, you fucked up the Negroni. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, like twisted. It's all screwed error. up. Yeah. Error. Error edition. That's why I'm Zach Spagliato. Mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> Spagliato. Spagliato just sounds like a good pasta dish. To uh, sounds delicious. A little Spagliato. <laughs> I guess spagliato a lot of Italian probably sounds like a pasta dish to Yeah, Americans. I mean... I love pasta. We love pasta. We just want it to be a pasta dish. Pasta is better than pizza. Whoa. Whoa. In my opinion. In my opinion. It's just, it's just such a broader thing. I just feel like if you offered me the best pizza in the world versus the best pasta in the world, I'd probably take the pasta. Oh, best the, in the world. What do you yeah. think the best pasta is? What noodle? What noodle? Which what which what would it be? Would it be a lasagna? Um, be are you out of your fucking mind? Lasagna is lasa- fucking good. You think that's the best noodle? I don't know if it's the best noodle, but that's it's a, what you it, said. That's your favorite dish. That's my like. Th- I think that's one of the best Italian dishes. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm saying that. is that pasta. It's so more varied than pizza. How fucking dare you? 
Manicotti. You're lucky I can't reach you right now. Penne. I'd slap that smirk <laughs> right off your face. Spaghetti. Bucatini. They're all different. And you get into gnocchi and you're like, what even is this? Bucatini is a superior spaghetti mm-hmm. for sure. But it's interesting because it's every pasta is designed to pair well with a specific sauce. <sighs> yeah. Is that can, so? Yeah, because yeah. grooves versus like the flatness or versus the macaroni. With can carry a specific kind of sauce. Uh-huh. Yeah. So then the way that like sauce or meat or vegetables Whatever. cling mm-hmm. to it. Blend. Yeah, it's like it's like a science. But wait, is yeah. there one perfect pairing of each sauce to pasta? Like, does each pasta have a There's an perfect- elite pairing. That's why when oh. you go to a Italian restaurant, yeah. you see pappadelle, it's usually with like a pork. Uh-huh. It's uh, a heavier. Like a ragu. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, or if you it's see- It's just thrilling. Yeah, yeah. Or like there's very specific things. I mean, there's a reason why when you get like cacio e pepe, it's uh-huh. the same type of noodle. And yeah. like fettuccine is with the Alfredo, but linguine is typically with a lighter sauce. It mm-hmm. can sometimes be a red sauce, but typically it's a seafood like an oil seafood or an oil or a like red sauce seafood. It's making me so hungry. I have this breakfast burrito that's been sitting on the table. I've had it for a few hours. Is it okay to eat? Why would it, why is it not? Oh my gosh. Have you not heard about the car burrito? A few hours is nothing. (laughs) I think I honestly, I don't know if I should tell the story if we should get Will Whitware in to tell it. Will has a car burrito? I don't know if Will should be my barometer for healthy eating. (laughs) Nothing against Will, but... Did he keep a burrito in the car for a long time? For, like, three days. Oh, no. no. And then he ate it. If he was in Minnesota and it was winter, sure. No, he was in Los Angeles. No. And he thinks it's fine. It's not fine. I know. And he was like, oh, well, like, nothing bad happened. But he has, like, he literally has such bad gastrointestinal issues that he talks about openly. I gotta come out with it. I'm... I admit I probably would be a will in that situation. You'd eat you, it, but you you have an iron stomach. I know, but I also like I'm very like go with the flow. People yeah. think that it's I'm I'd be like ew. No, I'd be like if something drops on the floor like outside and yeah. it's a delicious piece of food, of course I will eat it. Uh, it depends on if the it's floor. in the sand, I'll eat it like well, a lasagna. I don't care. <laughs> Did you ever work in restaurants? And I've worked in restaurants. Did you eat? Did you take the plates away and Absolutely. eat? Absolutely. <laughs> and that is not allowed in restaurants. But when you're a server, one of the biggest roles is you can't eat yeah. the food that's left over. Mm-hmm. But when you're working like hour. two shifts in a day, and yeah. I worked at an uh, at this dim sum place, yeah. so it was all hand up like dumplings you could just grab. Oh, it's dim sum. Oh. Someone eats like someone someone eats like one dumpling and yeah. leaves six. Yeah. And I bring it back, and it's eight p.m. and I didn't have. Any food. Yeah. I'm shoving, and they make you work like 12 hours. Shoving those dumplings in my mouth, oh, yeah. baby. Oh, oh, yeah. I was like a rabid little squirrel in the corner eating. <laughs> but a lot of servers do that. Did you get yelled at a lot when you were a server? Um, not by, by, not by, by the customers, but by your managers. No, no, not by my managers. Oh. I think it was, uh, for me, it was a pretty, it was a, the, the worst part about being a server was the customers. I would say yeah. it was namely customers, service, front-facing positions are I always believe people should be required to have a year of that. It's almost like yeah. semester abroad. <laughs> you have to be servers. in retail or in in uh, the oh, food yeah. industry just to get like the brunt of just irate. Yeah. Like people get more irate about things like yeah. a, a bill as yeah. a po- or just like something that they expect. Like this was supposed to have this versus this. Then um, they do about politics. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. just well, so I know strange. that if you have that experience, you will never in your life be rude to a server. Yeah. Because it's just like, why? It's, it's just like, oh why? You're, you're, you're beating that down on the wrong people. And what I don't think people realize is the server often has been there for like nine hours. Like you just came into the restaurant, but they didn't. Like they're exhausted. You know? Also the talent of being, whether you're a bartender or a server or 
retail, like juggling mm-hmm. 20 tables at once. Yeah. You're doing just quick math in your head. Yeah. And you are quite literally sprinting the entire day. Yeah. 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 How long did you work as a server? Like five years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Did you start in college? I did one year in high school and then I did four years out of, no, I guess six years actually total. I did it to support myself while I was freelancing. Yeah. Yeah. So you freelanced before you went to BuzzFeed? Yeah. What did freelance you for five years, music videos, commercials, things oh. that were like cool, cool stuff. stuff. Yeah. 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 Cool but mainly stuff. kind of uh, nose to the grindstone. Is that what it's called? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just very much like yeah. whatever job Sounds I could take. Yeah. yeah. Did you, um, did you have like an existential crisis? Oh God, this is like a, I know. I'm just sort of like inside the actor's well, studio. I with feel Randy. like, I, I think I've asked them these same questions, but oh, okay. like, so this is why I want to, so you, yeah, when you graduated college in between graduating college and getting like a full-time job, how did you sort of like, were, did you freak out every day? Cause I did. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was in a, I was in a constant flux of anxiety and still am to a certain degree, but yeah. I think that that's pretty natural, especially yeah. when you're in your twenties. I want to say yeah. on the record, Rennie, you're way more successful at your age than we were at your age. Yeah. Really? Oh yeah. I feel like, wait, when did you guys go you're, get you're, into Buzzfeed? I didn't know us when I was your age. <laughs> 26 or 27. Okay. Yeah. So, so I guess I'm, I'm a year younger than you guys. But Keith and I also graduated college in the recession, which was not fun. Oof. It wasn't. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. I was poor. <laughs> it was, <laughs> like job markets are always scary. Yeah. But I was that making was, like $17,000 a year. Yeah. Where did you live? Chicago. In Where, an apartment like, with a bunch of boys. With a bunch of boys. Okay. Bunch of boys. Mm-hmm. How, was, how dirty was it? Dirty. <laughs> it was a bunch of boys. I yeah. mean... Definitely, like, my room was not well-maintained, but it was okay. Mm-hmm. We had, like, a couple of us were cleaner boys than Did you have mice, boys. maggots, bed no, bugs, rats? No maggots. Oh, my God, maggots? I had maggots once. From what? what? I lived in the boys' frisbee house in college, and we had mice, maggots, no, and bed boys. bugs. You need frisbee house? Yeah. You need uh, yeah. dead stuff for that. Girl, I don't know. It was in, <laughs> They were in the trash. We didn't have mice. Okay, maggots could get in the trash, I guess, but that's tough. You have to let your trash be there for a long time and have, like... Yeah. A piece of meat that flies could lay eggs in and then hatch. Wait, into where maggots. were the maggots? Were they in the trash can? Because that happens. But yeah, they were in the they were in the trash can. And in I was the house, like, that happens, guys. It's Thanksgiving. People are cooking meals. This is the well, you absolute got, last you thing they want to hear for, about. You got to watch out for bed bugs. Yeah, well, we also had bed bugs, but for some reason, I didn't get them. They were only in the my my apartment. That's a classic not have co-living experience is the bed bug scare. Yeah, it's, yeah, I know. It's, yeah, like burn your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have to throw away all your belongings and then c- consider that maybe you don't want to live anymore either <laughs> because you'll never be clean again. Uh, and then then you somehow move on. But it takes years. Did you have fights about cleaning then? Or were, was everybody just sort of like, no, everybody yeah. did their bullshit. Yeah. I, like, but after, in college, we had, I had roommates that didn't clean after themselves. Mm-hmm. We had to have some have some living room talks. So are we all? Yeah. yeah. No, not even that. It was just like, guys, you have to do something. You yeah. can't not ever grocery shop and not wash the dishes and right. not cook and not vacuum. Like oh. you have to do something. You were being like their mother. Yeah. And you basically, sort of the, yeah. and it, it was no good. It didn't work. Yeah. That. But yeah, after college, no, everyone, I luckily had guys who were a little bit more put together and like yeah. we, we cleaned and it oh, wasn't good. as clean as Becky would want it. I do think she told a story on You Can Sit With Us that was, I asked Keith where the cleaning supplies were and he said in the store. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. Whoa. The store. (laughs) We didn't clean a lot. And that was in LA. 
And that was because I went from being like uh, <laughs> poor at home to then having a job. And then like I didn't have a car. So my commute to BuzzFeed was like on public transit. So oh. I was like gone at seven in the morning and home at like 7.30 p.m. And I was like, I was I was dead at the yeah. end of the day. I just wasn't able to do anything else. Yeah. But I also wasn't, I was no longer eating meals at the home either. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was eating everything, all the food at, at BuzzFeed. <laughs> Did they have a cafeteria or was it like? No, I just ate their snacks. I just lived off snacks. <laughs> we had lunch and then sometimes I'd buy lunch, but typically I had breakfast made of some sort of snacks. I made um, peanut butter toast every day. Oh. With banana. Yeah, with bananas oh, and, yeah. and a can of apple juice. <laughs> we, get, we we have toast here. I would love some freaking peanut butter oh, we toast, gotta get toast snack. That sounds good as we hell. Gotta get toast. But Rainy, to your point, yeah. I would say <laughs> anyone out there who experiences like employment yeah. anxiety, it's totally normal. Yeah. And people who see even our history, especially like yeah. landing a gig at what was fledgling BuzzFeed. Uh-huh. I mean, I was 28 yeah. and that was seen as a failure to most people who knew me. Oh yeah. I was, was like, uh-huh. I was admitting defeat Oh my God. because freelance was so hard. I, I mean, I would just be editing for pennies, yeah. shooting for pennies. We were interns. Like, Imagine being a yeah. 27 or 28 year old intern at, in, in the industry you went to school for. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and I not went, a film company at a fledgling internet startup, yeah. video startup. Yeah, yeah. it Short was a form. big. Now, for me, I had never had any job in the arts, so I was like, "Well, this I'm totally fine. I need to learn more." Mm-hmm. But for like Eugene, who is way overqualified mm-hmm. for that, title. well, it was interesting. It was it was <laughs> for you. It was a big deal. Eugene failed. <laughs> for me, it was like <laughs> it was a I'm gonna make it. <laughs> And I'm not, I'm not going to broadcast how m- many student loans I was able to take out as a film student at USC. Uh-huh. Um, it was a lot. Uh, and I think that the millennial complex, which is mm-hmm. very much like the first, I think, recognition that higher education might just like not be worth it in yeah. some ways. Yeah. Like I, there's way more ways that one can, oh, yeah. can yeah. It's establish not the only themselves. Way, yeah, we were sure. raised to really it's think the like only way. the yeah. best thing you can make of yourself is go to college. Yeah. And if you can afford to take on enough student loans, like you'll be mm-hmm. basically guaranteed uh, job security. And when the recession hit, right when I graduated, that yeah. was like not the case. And I went to like arguably what was considered the top film school in the world. Right. And I walked out of there and I was like, well, <laughs> none of us are getting hired. Uh, so that's why I became a waiter again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. But that's that, you know, then back to the first point, that's kind of the beauty of service jobs is that you mm-hmm. make lifelong friends with those people. Oh yeah. Yeah. Those are people like you kind of, mm-hmm end up hating people in offices just because office settings uh-huh. are so corporate and, you know, there's yeah. so many people that you just Well, there's a common ask. enemy for, yeah. for wait staff, yeah. Oh, absolutely, and it's table three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the person walks in, you're just like, you get a girl, and they're like, all right, you owe me one, and then, you know, it's just a, mm. it's it's a, <gasps> yeah, I, I, I certainly have so many friends that I definitely What are they, are they scattered in, in different industries? Yeah, and there a lot of them were very much because this is LA, like yeah. focused on either performance, like acting, or behind the camera, and they're all doing really well now, which yeah. is great. Yeah. Oh, we love a success story. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. just work hard, and hopefully things turn out. But sometimes things are out of our control, which sucks. It takes way longer. I feel like in college, it's like instant, just so fast paced, and then once you graduate, it's like takes just years to, yeah. for anything to happen. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. 
Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Well, we're talking about the past, but we're mm-hmm. also Eugene's here. And yes. so we're thinking about the future. <laughs> we're thinking about things that are on our minds. And uh, I wanted to take this moment to maybe, you know, we, we've talked about how next year of Try Guys, there's going to be some changes. Oh, I'm oh. really curious about this. We're going to be yeah. working on some new shows. And so I thought maybe for this chance, we could this opportunity of us together on the pod, we could do some oh, reform, bad pitch only. Oh. Because I've got a show that uh-huh. I think we should be making. Okay. Ooh. Inter- Rainy, hit us with bad the pitch bad pitch only. theme song. Bad ideas <laughs> is not a slogan we use anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Eugene left. It took me a second to realize why that was so I funny, it. and it's very funny. <laughs> funny. Oh my god! Thank you. Woo, thank you. Are, uh, that is so funny. Oh my! We god. might have to cut it though. No, funny. no, you are keeping that in. That is wow. So you have a bad pitch for us that we That's should so make. Funny. This is a good pitch. We Rainy, don't do you're bad so ideas. Funny, Rainy. <laughs> Good, I said bad pitch, not idea. <laughs> uh, I had to throw away so many shirts. <laughs> yeah, Good, Goodwill got some items in the uh, last couple months. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate that we were trying to start with like a very like serious ref- reflection on yeah. the millennial <laughs> industry work complex, and now we just uh-huh. totally went off the rails. Yep. But it was great. Let's keep this energy going. Tell us your your uh, bad. Okay. This is a good idea. Pitch. This is yeah. a good. Yeah. This is a good idea. Oh, good good idea. Now we've been looking for a long time for an interview format. Right. Mm-hmm. Keith loves hosting. Sure. Yeah. And he's a great host. I love it. Better than us. Well. Well, better than a lot of people who get hired for hosts. Yeah, that's that's oh, true. That's There's for some bad hosts. There's, okay. Okay. So yep. interview format, uh-huh. right? How do we get more celebos on our channel? Ugh, right? We know I just have a quick question. Yes. Who first said celebos? It, <laughs> me. it <laughs> makes my nipples <laughs> invert themselves my out of cringe. That's on me. <laughs> Where did this word come from? Celebo. <laughs> it's like people who say pep when they talk about pepper. Uh huh. Oh, a little black. Can pep. you hey pass the pep as opposed pep. to a, like, the one in your step? Yeah, as opposed to the one in my step. I don't mind the one in my step. Did you I ever find not the one on my bucatini? Really cringy <laughs> when your parents would use shortened words to like at, at like the dinner table specifically. Like, sure. like, can I have a glass of white zin, please? <laughs> oh, mom, just say Zinfandel. You know what my mom loves. <laughs> <laughs> my mom's a big fan of Target. Oh, yeah. Fancifying oh. Target. And I'm like, come on, man. I, I mean, this not as like a read, just as an observation. I think this is distinctly like 
white white American culture. Oh, stuff, sure. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Like, cute abbreviations of uh-huh. things that then get kind of passed down and shared amongst right. groups. And yeah. BT dubs, I'm going to be that for my children. <laughs> BT dubs. <laughs> I already am. I, I abbreviate the most oh, infuriating yeah. things. Why well, uh, say the whole word when you can say half of it? I, I, I'm trying to think of the thing that you abbreviate the most. Now I'm just imagining like mini Habersburg running around going like, can I meet the celebo? <laughs> That's so funny though. Daddy. <laughs> but well, your kid's not going to say celebo. Your kid's going to be like. Dad. So I think it's because celeb to me is cringy. Instead of mm. saying more celebrity. cringy than celebo, and so I ma- I no no it's it's that's why I made a more cringy version because oh, like if we're gonna it. be cringy let's yeah. let's be cringy let's say yeah. celebo that sounds so dumb you know what I appreciate that yeah <laughs> ty oh, you say appreciate huh appreciate yeah, yeah. I, I can't find it in my text but I Ugh. I abbreviated something the other day that I as I was typing I'm like this is insufferable <laughs> but it's more Pretty verbal ins- like you don't write it out. I did, which is why it was so bad. Well, you, re- you wrote <laughs> yeah. it out? Yeah, it was pretty insuff. You know what's interesting is like um, <laughs> the the movement of language and the way that we do things casually. Like um, I believe Gen Zers overall don't mm-hmm. use things like LOL, mm-hmm. right? It's more just like they'll write yeah. out ha or something like that. But uh-huh. it's, it's interesting how things <laughs> – it's interesting how like, you know, that even just internet slang is, is generational in a strange way. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah. One thing in defense of LOL yeah. is you. it also has the internet slang identity of meaning multiple things. So we put LOL on the ends of things. Oh, yeah. To like... To, to make them less serious. Make them less serious. And something about sure, saying... Something about right. saying ha at the end of something, which I think is also very Gen Z, yeah. it's almost even more aware that it's self-serious. That uh-huh. is not self-serious. So it's like... Uh-huh almost like drier. It's almost more of a right. attack. If which, somebody says ha ha to me, I'm like going to send a yeah. screenshot to my friend and be like, do you think this person's mad? Yeah. No, it yeah. Almost, which it, I kind of like. It's almost a tone, <laughs> if, it's almost a tone indicator, right? Yeah. It's yeah. a tone indicator. You're, you're adding lol at the end of your mm-hmm. sentence to show like, uh, oh, like, but we're good. We're good. We're good. I'm, yeah. I'm not threatening. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not upset. There's nothing. There's no more to read into this lol. Yeah. Lol. Yeah. Lol. I do lol. like, and I used to not, but I do think it's funny to say lol. Out loud. loud. Uh huh. It's just <laughs> funny. You, it's it's and I think it's leaning into the cringe of it again. It's like yeah. lol. 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 lol cats. Lol. Um, have you seen that thing that's like it's crazy that LMAO um stood around, but R O F L is dead. And Rafflecopter. What's Rafflecopter? <laughs> that's how people used to write Raffle. Copter? Uh-huh. They just put the word copter at the end, like a helicopter. Like a little oh, okay, that's cute. Raffle? I that never hit me. You never heard saw Rafflecopter? Eugene. <laughs> No. No Rafflecopter? Absolutely not. I don't know what this is. The Rafflesaurus, sure. That's not real. <laughs> Rafflecopter. I don't know Rafflecopter. <laughs> okay, I got to look up Rafflecopter to make sure I wasn't living in a, a different dimension. <laughs> Maybe it was the mid-2010s with... Yeah, Rafflecopter. I only had to write Raffle with a letter C, and I got lots of Rafflecopter. Rafflecopter meaning... <laughs> Rafflecopter <laughs> blends the word helicopter and the internet acronym well, Raffle. That part we got. <laughs> and it was coined in 2003 by moderators on a World of Warcraft 3 forum in reference to a vehicle in that online game known as the Gyrocopter. So it was came from video gaming. A lot of stuff came from video gaming. We're just very, people like speaking online very cool in those case. forums. Yeah. Look, I'm just telling you what I saw. And I saw Rafflecopter. I, I wonder if... From mid 2010s, which we were obviously part of this, mm-hmm. but this even like the BuzzFeed badges were 
Oh yeah, internet speak. Yeah, and I think lol, omg, fail. (laughs) The thing about how funny a rafflecopter is. So, so just to be clear, (laughs) you would like text something like, like we don't say bad ideas anymore, and you'd reply rafflecopter. I mean, I we didn't text in two thousand three. So um, you said this out loud? Oh. No, I said this on forums. And I actually never said it. I just knew of it. I, or AOL Instant Messaging. What forum were you on? Oh, I was on a bunch of forums as a kid. I don't even remember oh, specifically. So this, was, this was like... It's 2003. Early So millennial. yes, this is like 2001 to 2005. Wait, 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 like wait, I'm wait, in wait. high school. I, I didn't know that you were on a forum. What forum? I was this on like, exciting. like juggling forums. <laughs> <laughs> The AOL no, chat room for not. juggling. No, you fucking weren't. How, how else was I going to learn how to juggle? What did you talk about on a juggling forum? People would explain and like post gifts of like how to do trick, how to how to do like things I didn't know this how to is do. Adorable. <laughs> I was. You fucking darling. Nerd. I was a juggler. Oh my god, you're so cute. I didn't have it. Like, you gotta remember, you're... you guys grew up in places with things. <laughs> <laughs> Or at least you could get to things within an hour. It took me an hour to get to a shopping mall. It took me 45 minutes to get to a bowling alley. So that's where I was. So that means most days I'm not going to a shopping mall or a bowling alley or an arcade or a movie theater. They're all too far away. So what am I going to do? I can play my instruments. That's why I got good at French horn. Yeah. And I can juggle. I can do things that only require me. Yeah. And, and juggling, you got damn good at it. And I got good at those things. And so, and I'll, I'll, you know what other forums are? Even equally lame. What? Equally lame. I think it's adorable, not lame. Um, I was on a lame one too. Uh, LARPing <laughs> forums where I made <gasps> foam weapons and I fought yes! my friends. And no I met shit. people in other parts of Tennessee, and we met up and we fought each other with our foam weapons. That oh, freaking my god! Yeah. How come we never did our? That's we so... never done a Try Guys LARPing video. We it's crazy. No, it's it. on the. It's always been on the docket. It's a good one. We were gonna do it in conjunction with a D and D one. We were gonna do like nerd core yeah. as a series but you kind of want to go to the true larping we need to go on an overnight competitions or whatever they're in the yeah. woods in the summer yeah. and you and the, all they do is battles all day fucking long just to out myself blast. i was on a lost forum and i <laughs> and i i shared theories about the show lost and we shared some bad theories and then also like were you on the internet when there were chat rooms oh yeah yeah okay, so i was in chat rooms too and those are just arbitrary chat rooms yeah i don't even know who i oh i was on a chess forum so i was trying to get good at chess for a while and i and then i was like aol instant messenger so i messaged my friends and emailed my friends and that was basically it okay so to bring us back to bad pitches asl uh um so you know larping is on our we must do (laughs) the children listening will have no idea what that means ASL. asl do you know asl American Sign Language? No. That's what it should, that's what it should mean. Wait, no. what's ASL? A backslash S, S backslash L. L. Actually, right. it's, just, question mark. it's just slash. It's just slash, but at the time it was backslash. Mm-hmm. It used to be called backslash? Mm-hmm. No kidding. Yeah. yeah. No isn't that, kidding. Isn't that fucking crazy? Isn't that weird? Yeah. Wait, what is it? Age, sex, sex location. location. How so you, old are you? Oh. What's your gender? Where are you? Because the chat rooms were a wild west of like real pervy, strange people. Oh, yeah. And it was the first time people can like anonymously like just oh. talk to each other about stuff yeah and My let's God. be honest here we were children always pretending to be a little bit older than we yes. were so you would be like say 11 but you'd be like i'm 16 and i'm in Florida. or like 13 male 
Florida. <laughs> yeah. What's that one that's like anonymous video chat and you can just go on and then like you're paired with? Oh, there's a few with... of those. There's, there's chat, chat roulette. Chat roulette. That's chat roulette. There's another one. Oh, oh, Omegle. Omegle. Yeah. Omegle. Yeah. Oh, that's was... way, oh, you way past doing our Omegle. childhood. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't yeah. exist until like three years ago or no. something. No. Oh, no. Like... Chat roulette was, I think, in our college or just after college time. But AIM, like AOL Instant Messenger, yeah. the best was just being able to directly for the first time like chat with your friends like directly that was yeah. cool and you but can then leave it in a way you message. can basically go to the it's like a chat room list yeah a huge list of all these different interests mm -hmm. which for some just ended up being like i can finally enter a gay chat room and talk to other gay people uh -huh. but i would say 95 percent of people at the time were yeah. just catfishing because it was the thing you did as either like a little kid or as much yeah. more i'm i'm sure we all talk so to old, old older person but like yeah. Right? Like uh, it was, there was no verification too. Yeah. So when, when you first like, we're talking AOL even before AIM. Like when you yeah. to get on the internet, you had to go into AOL. There were chat rooms, and it was like you could just pick whatever one you wanted. And so you would be like, okay, well I'm nine, but I'm gonna go into this chat room with thirty year olds, and mm -hmm. I'm gonna pretend I'm thirty today. We were also of the age uh, that you know, if you watch something like. Um, 1015 on Hulu, you'll see a great mm -hmm. episode about it, but it's just kind of like most of us would do it with friends or we'll just like sit around and be like, <laughs> we're just going to talk to strangers today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was yeah. totally harmless. Yeah. Um, or you were in Tennessee us, like me and you harmless. were alone, yeah. so you were actually alone talking to people on the internet <laughs> because <laughs> there's no one else to talk to. How big was your town? Like, did you have neighbors who were your 2,000 people and we were the county seat. We were the big town. Oh my god. I'm gosh. telling you, I grew up in like 2,000 people. So, how many people your age? Oh, the county seat. I don't know how many people were my grade. Yeah. So, probably like 100. 100 people. Maybe less, maybe 80. And you had a girlfriend in high school? Uh huh. That you knew since you were born? No. Sometimes Did people move, move in? into town. She was the also, new girl? So, so, and this, is, I don't know if this, this term is what, what the term was called. There were multiple elementary schools, uh -huh. but they were called feeder schools uh -huh. because they own, there were only two high schools okay so when you got into high school you met the people you never met before yeah mm -hmm. but they lived three miles from you you just didn't meet them <laughs> yeah and so it was like oh there's other people and then yeah sometimes i was i i dated people that i knew from kindergarten at some point we didn't like date date yeah but i like knew them yeah and like we like i i kissed some of them <gasps> mm -hmm. that's tea. Mm -hmm. and it was like yeah I, you know at, and that because that, th that was the dating pool would you recommend it? Kissing someone? Uh, no, yeah. Growing up in a growing up in a tiny town, uh -huh. I think there are advantages. It yeah. was very very safe. Um, because, it was. Yeah, because it like you knew everybody. You knew everybody. Uh -huh. We didn't lock our door at our house ever. Wow. I, I was a latchkey kid, but I didn't need a key. Uh huh. You know, I just came home. I'd be home for like an hour and a half by myself. Well, my parents before my parents got home from their work, and I just did homework and chilled, watched Nickelodeon. What did your parents do? My mom was a teacher. Uh -huh. My dad was an, an, a mining engineer. Oh. So he designed underground mines and made them more structurally sound or like figured out if they were expanding a mine into a certain area of the ground, if it was safe, how oh. far they could go. That's high stakes job. It was. Yeah. So it's the only occupation with its own safety and health administration. It doesn't, it has OSHA and MSHA, oh. the mining safety and health administration because it's so fucking dangerous. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And if you do things wrong, People die. Also, you do things super wrong. People, people above die. the mind die. Oh. Like you can make single. You, you know, like you're uh. under people uh -huh. sometimes in your mind. Your mind might be under the entire town. Uh. Do something wrong. No kidding. The town collapses. So it was a mining. Was it a mining? That's it very wasn't rare, a mining town, obviously. Right? But uh, yeah, it was a mining town. Okay. 
Yeah, wow. one of the main occupations of the town was the mine. Wow. Because we were lived in the mountains. What were you mining? Zinc. Oh, for what? Zinc. What does zinc do? Uh, zinc is in some so construction <laughs> materials. Zinc is also like a thing we eat in some small amounts, but when you're mining it, I don't know if that's how it's used, but it's in like, oh, it's a lot of stuff. But yeah. I moved away eventually because mm-hmm. the cost of mining zinc at some point was higher than the cost of selling zinc. So a lot of zinc mines oh. closed, including the zinc mm. mine that we had. So we moved away, but now that zinc mine is open again because oh. it has changed and zinc is more valuable because a lot of zinc mines closed. So then there was a scarcity. So then some of them reopened. When Okay, we'll get back to the bad <laughs> ideas, but first... <laughs> When, when did you, how old were you when you moved and the mines closed down and where'd you move to? 17, when Illinois. The mines when the mines closed, closed down. Yeah, we, I moved when I was 17. Were you upset to move? No, I was kind of excited. I mean, part of me, you, sure. Yeah, I had a girlfriend, <gasps> but my yes, girlfriend. Gene is here. This is a rare occurrence. <coughs> I know, but I'm interested in zinc. I'm all learning about zinc. Uh, well, I, I had a girlfriend who played French horn, <laughs> but she went to another school. <laughs> so we were already kind of kind of long distance, but then that was definitely the beginning of the end of that relationship, of course. Yeah. Can't, can't maintain it. Yeah, you had a true small town upbringing. True small town. I had a kind of in-between. You were almost. You were smallish. No, I was sure. small town yeah. to a suburban of a major booming oh, city. That's right. Oh. Yeah. So I went from growing up in a development where every house next to you was being built, and we oh. had. A, I grew up again, a, across a farm with yeah. horses, uh-huh. mm-hmm. which got knocked knocked down. Wait, right. is it, I thought I only knew Pflugerville. Pflugerville's where I grew up. Yeah, right. But you said, oh, did okay? It was suburban here. I thought you just sprawl. said that you moved. No, well, I mean, I, grew, I actually was born in a small town near Waco, which. A lot of people don't know. And then I moved to Pflugerville as a child. Uh-huh. Wait, you also grew up with horses? Horses around me. So you and I Matt mean, sort of are riders together? No, <laughs> he was he was more on the like families that would, uh, you know, invest in having their kids look, sit on the horses. I was the Eugene kid who like- Eugene grew up near horses. I like would look at the horses across the street. Matt go, was equestrian. Yeah, I was like, cool, look at that horse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was interesting because we had the- the horses. Yeah. <laughs> He was an equestrian person. Uh, Eugene was a horse guy. Yeah. <laughs> it was interesting from the, I guess, like as coming from immigrant parents, I was the signal of a town growing. Like our family was oh. yeah, representative of it becoming mm-hmm. less like oh, Keith's town. Sure. Yeah. Uh, sure. Because we had people moving in to start working at places uh-huh. in Austin. Yeah. So now Fleurville is considered like pretty much like a little, t- little city uh-huh. connected to Austin. Mm-hmm. But when I was a child in the 80s, it was like, yeah. Nothing. Yeah. There was yeah. so few people there. Uh, certainly no Asians, but now there's tons, huge Asian American community. It's so crazy because Denver, when I was growing up, was pretty small. Like yeah. even when I was growing up and that was like 10 years ago and now it's just like giant. Every time I come home, there, it's, it's like the skyline Austin. is bigger and bigger and yeah. bigger. Yeah. But yeah. it's so weird. Did you have like, I mean, I know my dad grew up in Denver with like dirt roads. Like that's, Whoa. that's how fast. How, that's so what different was, than the Denver that I know. I know. Yeah. Oh, uh, we called them... I don't know if this is appropriate, but people call them the like the drunk driving roads. Oh, <laughs> they're like the two lane roads that people just would go uh-huh. hundred miles per hour down in the middle of the night yeah. after mm-hmm. drinking or something. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they would be like, well, that's where this person died. Right. Yeah. Cause it's well, just like in the middle of nowhere. There's some areas with like not really a speed limit in Texas or the, that it's a high speed limit yeah. and it's a two lane just road, a two lane but road, it's like yeah. a 75 mile an hour speed limit. So people are going like 85 I or 90 on it. And there's no, to that now, which is good. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. I've, dro- I've driven on it before and it was terrifying. Yeah. yeah. That was like Northern Texas though, that I did when I was, cause there's fucking nothing up there. Yeah. Wait, but I still want to hear your interview show. That's what we've been building up to this whole right. time. This is kind of a taste of the interviews that you might get yeah. <laughs> on my part. So I, I'm hoping that we can, come up with some new formats for our channel. 
and this is one I've been thinking about. Mm-hmm. It's called Hot Ones. <laughs> and it's an interview show where you eat increasingly hot food. Really? I think this has not legs. in spice, in temperature. <laughs> it's oh, just plagiarism. But you're still <laughs> calling it Hot Ones? No, so it burns your mouth. <laughs> you're just... basically lightly and to severely burning your mouth. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So uh-huh. it's like Natalie Portman burns the roof of her mouth yeah. while telling us about Thor. Boiling kimchi <laughs> stew. That's yeah. a hot one. I would argue that maybe Korean cuisine has the hottest temperature. You do. Because we are, our, yeah. pot, our potware and everything is designed to maintain iron. heat. Yeah. So my experience eating food growing up was you have to burn your mouth or it's not good. Hell Yeah. Well, there's something to it. This was inspired by, we we had a, what dish was it, Keith, that we ate that like the heat was part of the experience. It was so, oh, it was these mushrooms that we had. Oh, yeah. We had these really hot, like, these were not psychedelic mushrooms, by the way. They were just, they were just oyster mushrooms. And they were actually a variety of mushrooms. What cuisine was it? Uh, Japanese-ish. Yeah. Ish. You bet it was like. Just really fucking delicious mushrooms, and they were but hot they as were balls, sizzling like in a in a iron pot. So like it just had the temperature blew, was wild. And you know mushrooms, they're full of water, so they're just boiling hot. If you've <laughs> ever had a deep fried mushroom, you'd be like, oh my god, how am I supposed to eat this? <laughs> it's so fucking hot. And so it made me think of what is the threshold I can go to, and mm-hmm. then you know you have the first interview round, and you go, oh yeah, that's pretty warm food. The second round, you go, ha, 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 and you're answering a question while you do that. I think this got so, this got legs. I know the payoff of uh, kind of circumventing what your great idea was really relied on what the the actual idea was, and it's a terrible idea. Zach. It's a terrible idea. It's really bad. <laughs> you're not only plagiarizing the name of a very famous interview show. Wait, I am hot ones. What's that? <laughs> That's the show I just came up with. <laughs> He's playing silly. You're being silly, Zach. I think this is a good... I'm going to make a TikTok and it's going to crush. Oh, it could be called Burning Questions. That's better. That's Ellen's thing. Yeah, that is Ellen's thing. I like Hot Ones more. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, Hot Ones is a great title and a great show. What if I call it Hot... What if it's H A U T E? Hot ones. There is, I think, uh, copyright applies to soundalikes as well. Oh, I've got an idea. Brittany Broski on Eat the Menu. I'm down. Why not make her our inaugural guest on Hot Ones? Okay. <laughs> she can do both. It's okay. a yes and situation. Well, if you're telling me that's a bad idea, top it. <laughs> Wouldn't it be a worse idea? <laughs> <laughs> well, should we... Since Oh, Mount- you know, I, I had a... It, I Honestly, it was an idea that I thought someone like uh, Cut Video or the people who do like the lineup style videos would be. And it would be called, can these 30-year-olds tell what age these kids are? Oh, that's funny. Because <laughs> I... Just could, looking at a kid. Yeah, yeah. I like, sometimes we'll, Becky and I were driving somewhere and we're like, look at those high schoolers. I'm like, are they high schoolers? How old do you think they are? 14? <laughs> they could be 18. Maybe they're 12. I don't... 
I think for I that to tell work, though, age. you need a kid to come in one at a time. Because if yeah. I see a whole bunch of kids, then I'll be able to be like, okay, well, no, I thought that this kid was 14, but this is clearly a 14-year-old, so this kid must be whatever. Yeah. So <laughs> you do one at a time, I think I would do terribly. We basically saw these three, high, three I think, 15-year-olds. And we started being like, okay, well, the three skateboarding kids, they probably aren't 16 or else they'd be in a car. Just because it was like a Saturday, they'd be cruising around. They wouldn't be skateboarding, but maybe they would. I don't know. And then one of them had a pair of weed socks, like had a big marijuana leaf on their socks. I'm like, okay, well, that screams high school. That's that tell me, but like, that's probably more 17 or 18. So maybe they're about to go to college or they're in college if they're able to wear weed on their clothing because their parents sure. probably wouldn't be into that. But we're also in Southern California. We're also in Southern California. Maybe and they didn't know it was weed. <laughs> it was like, I feel like it was a weed flower plant wearing sunglasses. It was like the weediest Smoking of weeds. Smoking the doobie. Yeah. And then that the, also sounds like a high school thing, though. It does. Yeah. But it was, we just could not gauge their age. And I was like, I bet this is not just us. Oh, gauge your age. <laughs> gauge your age. Keith has a knack. For, for names. names. I got the names ready to go. <laughs> uh, but that's, I think there could be a whole series of like <laughs> just celebrities trying to guess the ages of teenagers because we have no, like, also, like, style is better now because of like the internet. Like, oh, that really, yeah. It's, kids that makes dress oh my way better than we did, or at least I did. Literally, <laughs> they the makeup game, they look like they're better makeup than me. Yeah. No, dude, there's some things that we filmed in our, our tries, try history where they put us in just a little bit of makeup and i'm like who is that hottie yeah mm -hmm. makeup makes you look better also uh, i want to talk to my guy friends about products i like because that's sort of like a fun topic what do you use i'll work on it and i'll get yeah. back to you honestly so i would little... love all right spend a week at least i'm just so fucking it's gonna lazy. take longer yeah i know that's the issue for me too. i'm so fucking lazy but i don't I even love, like washing my face at night see, I, I love not washing uh, yeah. my face at night if yeah. i wear makeup I'd you, 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 don't, when, you don't wash your face at night Ever? Don't tell Becky. <laughs> I just prefer not to. I almost never do. I just don't want. I just, just want to go boring. to fucking bed. When yeah. I'm done with the day, I want to be in bed as quick as possible. The day is over. Yeah. Floss, brush, goodbye. Floss, brush, goodbye. Gosh, I. It was rainy all last week here in LA, but it's sunny out today. But I could use a little more precipitation. Drip. drip, drip. Maybe it's time for some rainy day thoughts with rainy toll. Here she comes to rain her story. Is there no official song? Is this the actual song? Yeah. Oh. Here she comes to rain her stories onto us. So put away your umbrellas. It's time for girls and fellas to learn what rainy has to say. It's rainy day thoughts. Wow, that was really beautiful. Yeah, that put you it wrote on it, Spotify. You wrote it. I just sang it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's like you also performed it and just put it in our voices, which is yeah. crazy. That was that you did that. Really, I'm I'm about to take that, export it as MP3, and that's my new song. Great, like Miles. Cool. Wow, that was harmonized. Okay. <laughs> I've got a series of questions. So the question is... Wait, should we get some increasingly hot food? I think we can kind of make this like our, our test. Yeah. I tell you what, this burrito is cold as heck. So if you want to start there... <laughs> could put it in a car for three days. I could put it outside. I think that's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay. Do you think these couples would stay together after the movie ended? Oh, oh, I love oh, this. Okay. Because we always assume that at the end of the movie, they stay together forever. One of my favorite movies of all time, The Apartment. Yeah. Someone asked the director, Billy Wilder, what happened to the characters afterwards. Yeah. He's like, I mean, yeah, they probably break up in a couple weeks. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, yeah. <laughs> and people were devastated by that answer. I love it. Um, okay. The Titanic, if Jack didn't die. Oh, wow. That hurts. Well, they would not stay together. <laughs> no, I don't think they that would. That was a vacation relationship. We've all had them. I don't know, but there was also class involved, and she also basically cut off a, a an engagement and her entire family. Like she basically said, "Fuck you, mom." She, yeah. she was like, "Get in the boat, Rose. Get in the boat." Yeah. Goodbye, mother. I have a child. Yeah, that's true. No, I have a child. Yeah, that's better. Yeah, I do a really good Billy Zane as Cal impression. Yeah, you do. Yeah, it's like my go-to. <laughs> well, let's think about the the little details we have. Put the coat on let's, her. Let's fucking film theory this shit, yeah. right? Put the jewel in the coat. <laughs> Put the coat on her. <laughs> that's the one you most frequently. Oh yeah, it's close. great at parties because someone starts laughing like nonstop because so, the one Titanic stand. Mm -hmm. It's so good. But we see a little bit of Rose's life thereafter, right? So mm -hmm. she gets to New York. That's actually, I didn't think about that. Yep. She continue. pretends to be a Dawson. She starts over, but we see how she's doing as an old lady. She did pretty well for herself. <laughs> I think, yeah, she marries this another man. She has children because you see with right, the, you're right. the, the, the pan over the photographs. I know a lot about Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched it for the first it's time. It's a cinematic masterpiece. It's <laughs> amazing. It's so fucking it's a crazy. I, how, movie. Do you know how they made it? Oh yeah, they yeah. use the the sound stages with the full tanks. Yeah, and James Cameron's the greatest fucking director ever. That's how. Yeah, because I was like, I I was just like, first of all, I don't really think the first half has that much to do with the second half. It's that's the beauty of oh, the they're film. building up the the relationships. I guess the class, it's just the class relationships. To, yeah. yeah, it's getting you to invest. See, I was I was sort of like these guys. These are they are not in love. Hilarious. They're not. No, I think based on I think based on the the central premise of Rose moving away from her her lifestyle and mm -hmm. also like cutting ties with everyone she knows. Yeah. And then Jack moving in the opposite direction. I can see that maybe that won't sustain itself. Yeah. But because it's centered around like a, a literal great trauma. Right. I do feel like that they would mm. give it a go for a while. That's yeah. a because good point. Because there's too much. They would both be like Jack was moving back to, I forgot what, Midwestern Wisconsin, state. I think. And he basically had nothing. And she mm -hmm. would also leave with nothing after the tragedy. Right. And she's on the run, essentially. Right. And so I think Jack would be great for I mean, look, helping her out with that. Is Rose yeah. running to Jack or running away from the patriarchal structure of her life? That's what I think. I, th yeah. I read it, I would read it more as like he represented something that she wanted. and But I do think you're right about the trauma. The trauma would probably yeah. trauma bond them. And just remember, when she passes away, it's not the husband she spent probably fifty plus years with in her life that meets her at the clock. It's she the goes best dick and she, she ever had back to, <laughs> to Jack. So I'm just gonna yeah. be. I'm just gonna yeah. say, yeah, I think they would have made it work. Okay. Also, considering the time period, I think you convinced uh -huh. me. I think sure. sacrificing that much for someone, especially like you, just bucked so many societal norms. Uh huh. I feel like that would sustain you for a good. 10 to 15 yeah. years. And once, if they had kids together, I think they would stay together too. Jack and Rose, make it forever. Wow. Make it forever. You heard it here. Second. Okay. Next up. Pride and Prejudice, Mr. Darcy, Elizabeth Bennett. Ooh. I think they would stay together. I, I, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. The I, hand. I think they do stay together because that's probably what all the readers believe. 
And if you have a hundred percent of the readers believing it, it's gotta be true. Although I do think <laughs> Enemies to Lovers is sketchy. It is, but I. But that's so most. Pride and Prejudice is. I mean, again, I think that's I'm most taking time period into it too much. Yeah. yeah. If it was modern day Pride and Prejudice, yeah. I don't think they would stay together because that's a classic. Like, yeah. The, what is it? Enemies to Lovers. Uh-huh. It's hard to work out in real life, but yeah. because of the time period and what Elizabeth represents and what Mr. Darcy was representing, as they sort of like, yeah. Again, we're going against the expectations of their. Mm-hmm. Of their roles. Well, I, this is very clearly like <laughs> talk between me and Ray about like Pride and Prejudice and Titanic. Um, I think that um, just also both of them out of stubbornness, they would stay together. Yeah. And they're honestly the most exciting intellectual people um, in the town. People in the town. Yeah. So having that, like, yeah. God, imagine being in yeah. that time period in that place and finding like your intellectual match. <sighs> that's that, going to keep you going. I'm, I have chills. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's seriously. just so hot. You can read. <laughs> that, that must have been how it was sometimes back then. It was like, you can read and write? Oh, shit. Hubba, hubba, oh, but it's, no, baby. It's, it's what they read. It's like right. what Elizabeth mm-hmm. and yeah. Mr. Darcy would be into, you know? Yeah. 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 Zach, what's your vote? I'm, I'm not going against y'all. I, I'm on board. I, I'm on I board. agree. I don't really remember Pride and Prejudice that well. It's been a while. Do you, have they done like a, like a Pride and Prejudice, like Reboot? 2022, but like. They the way that they slight, keep remaking Emma, and, yeah, like, but like they, they, you know, the, it's basically just it's reskinned. Like, there's a different names on top of it, but it is exactly Pride Prejudice. I mean, like, it's, exactly. It's a Jane Austen, especially Pride and Prejudice, has reworked like a billion, a billion times. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure there's probably been some form of reboot, remake, rehash yeah. over the past five years. That someone we're listening at home yeah. is screaming at yeah. their yeah. at their AirPods. Vince right Vaughn now. was in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was of course, Vaughn. Um, Fire Fire Island. Oh, the Hulu oh there it is. Yeah. Booster, you're right. Yeah. A retelling Great. of Pride and Prejudice from the yeah. gay Asian male perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like, yeah, it's just a, I mean, I'm not like an an Austin stan, yeah. but Pride and Prejudice just like really gets me. Oh, yeah. And the Kira Knightley, uh, Matthew McFadden version, mm. you cannot, you cannot, t- with the sweeping score, <laughs> and Kira just standing For the record, going, that was Rainy, Dallas, who was Rainy who was mm. eating it up. Mm. Oh, <laughs> she's just standing there in the rain with a jaw on. Oh, Kira, and Kira. Matthew in that. Uh, I can't believe Matthew McFadden's on Succession. He is playing the op, playing like almost like a, 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 such a different role from Mr. Darcy. Okay, now I'm thinking about Atonement. Oh, Atonement. Oh, Atonement. Oh, yeah. I will say Succession. <laughs> I thought was a comedy, and I started watching it, and I did not think it was funny. Succession. It's a very it, it dark. It is funny, okay, okay. but it's. Not always. <laughs> a lot of time, it's really intense. I'm, 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 I'm ready for a Karen Knightley Renaissance. Oh, me too. Yeah, where's it's she been at? Past time. Yeah, what's she doing? Where, where has she been? She's been yeah. doing roles here and there. But, Kira. You know. Yeah. You just chilling. My name is Domino. My favorite thing is like the TikToks, where you're just like, oh snow. It's just like people like doing the Kira voice. <laughs> yeah. This is so specific. <laughs> um, okay, next one: Ryan Reynolds, Sandra Bullock in the proposal. I don't. I have no I didn't opinion watch that. on this. <laughs> You guys haven't watched it? It's, I don't wait, think I've is, seen the proposal. But are we talking? How could of, you be so incredulous with that? <laughs> it's question? a big movie. But I it's know, not like I wouldn't say that's the top. I'm really tier not a romantic comedy. Oh my boy. gosh, this is exciting because we're gonna get engagement. People are gonna write in and be like, the proposal is the biggest movie in the world. No, what year did the pro- proposal come out? Okay, give us the basic plot line of proposal. Two thousand nine. Yeah, the basic plot is essentially Sandra Bullock is like a nightmare boss. Ryan yeah. Reynolds is her assistant, obviously in publishing, and he wants to like get a promotion. She is Canadian, and so she has to go to um, – she, she's getting 
deported. Oh, she's getting deported. But she needs a green card, so they go to Alaska to visit his family, and they learn everything about each other. And then they, like, quote-unquote fall in love. But I think I'm going to say they're not staying together. Yeah, I'm going to say they're not staying together. She's his boss? Maybe I've seen this movie. And I'm going to say that's a bad bad idea. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say that's... I'm gonna say that we're gonna um, move on. <laughs> but seriously, I mean, you could you could cite like uh, what are the biggest rom coms of the era? Like yeah, how, to, how yeah. to lose a guy in ten days. Oh my gosh, I love that one. I love that one. <laughs> are you a rom com? Oh my god, of course she I'm, is. Oh, queen. Okay, uh, you're you're a rom com boy. I'm just a cinephile, so I just like anything that's just. But you enjoyable. like these these rom coms that are just like you like also trashy rom coms. Oh yeah, like I mean, how to lose a guy in ten days? I do think is I'm just sort of like you can she can do it just because she's hot doesn't mean she can lose a guy. In 10 days. But I think that they didn't stay together. <laughs> no. I think the prompt the of them, <laughs> but it, it's like a challenge, right? They were challenged to basically right. do the opposite of one another. Yeah. And if your whole relationship premise is based on like the challenge of you're a womanizer and you're trying to stick with someone versus uh-huh. you can prove that you can like make a guy hate you. Yeah. It's the it's groundwork isn't there. The foundation isn't there. It's just, just two beautiful people who like right. had a cute We're sort moment. of witty. Yeah. I just yeah. looked up a list of the best rom-coms of all time and this list is wild. It has Eternal Sunshine as the number three. It was not a rom-com. That's Interesting. Weird. Oh, but do they stay together? Now let's, let's get into your your lane. Yeah. I I mean the whole point of it is how they're kind of doomed and destined to No, they don't stay together, but then they're going to keep doing it again because yeah. love is heartbreak. Yeah, I agree. But you it's like it's the pain that you will will gladly go back to again and again. Absolutely. That's ultimately the ending of it's that. It's kind movie. of like in itself a critique of the idea of it's like subverting the idea of what you expect from and I actually, I just rewatched Eternal Sunshine, and I feel like the the takeaway of that is that like even if most relationships are doomed to hurt you mm-hmm. and rip your heart out and leave you with a pain deeper, because if you you know most relationships don't work out, yeah, and you are going to be left with a pain unlike any wound you have ever felt in your life, and it is totally worth it, and it is a mm-hmm. it is a it is a pain that you will gladly sign up for again and again and again because the highs associated with it are better than anything else on earth. And that's pretty fucking beautiful. <sighs> it's a top tier movie. Top 10 for me. It's a good one. What's it's your favorite good. rom-com, Rainy? Oh, what's my favorite? Um, You know what I actually just, I don't know if this is my favorite, but I just saw Plus One. Have you seen that movie? Anybody? Who's that with? Maya Erskine and John I love Jack Maya Quaid. Erskine. Yeah. And Meg Ryan's son. Do you know Maya Erskine? That was a Netflix movie. Her, I don't know if they're fiance or boyfriend. <gasps> yeah. Is the lead from Sky, Sky High. High. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't believe I that saw couple. Them to, I saw them together in an event and I was like, Oh, it made I me love so this. You saw them together? Yeah, I was, it was, I was just like, well, for me being a nerd, I was just like, oh, he's he's from he's from other great things too. But he's Sky High was, dated some very cool people. We just yeah. did this on Guilty Pleasures. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was like, yeah, who was it? They were like really. It, he ran the like. Oh, the, plus uh, one has he, um. He dated uh, the nepotism baby. Meg Ryan's son. Yes, Jack I Quaid also from he yeah the boys. He's yes, really hot. It's just on your list of people. <laughs> In my absence from the tripod, I just keep getting updates. I'm just like, I'm always like, how's Rainy doing? And they're like, well, he's like, well, she has a list of people she wants to yep, maybe got, kiss. I sort of have a, my crush list that I she just has read to you guys. She has an extensive crush list. Yeah. Wait, wait. I was just showing, okay, so my Erskine's husband, Michael Angorano oh, yeah. from Sky High, yeah. he's dated, uh, 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 why am I blanking on her Kristen name? Stewart. Kristen Stewart. Kristen yeah. Stewart and Juno Temple. And wow. is married Crazy. to Maya Erskine. That's what? like, okay. what a, Probably really Crazy. awesome. I can be more lost in these conversations. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just like. What's your favorite rom-com, Keith? I don't have one. I, I, <laughs> I, and I like, I don't know it. When people are saying celebrities' names, I, nothing pops into okay. my head. No Bella image. For, Bella from Twilight. Okay. Uh, 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 what's her name? The, the, from, from 
Ted Lasso. Keely. Oh my gosh. The the famous woman from Ted Lasso. The blonde. Yeah. I kind of can see her, but not not. They're together. They they have dated. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch Ted Lasso? Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah. It was, but the problem with Ted Lasso, the only problem, if if it isn't a problem, is that every single episode resolves, so I have no desire to watch the next one. But then they get oh, they get a little darker in the they later do. season. Do they? Because yeah. like the yeah. first season, I, I loved it, but I was like, I don't need to watch another episode. Everything works out. Mm. And most shows keep you hooked because they everything works out, and then a new problem is presented. But instead of that, everything just works out, and he's so unbelievably nice. Everybody's like, hmm, I guess everything's just gonna be okay. <laughs> and I'm like, that's an adorable show, and I get its purpose, and it was great during the pandemic, but uh-huh. it just didn't make me want to watch it. Mm. There was a stretch during season two. Oh, we don't need to talk about that. Yeah. So we could, but I, I, I. Loved everyone on it. I thought the show was great. I just didn't watch it more. What was the last rom-com, if they stay together or not? Oh, let's see. Uh, I want one that Keith can comment on. Oh, I liked uh, Knocked Up. Okay. Okay. Do they... I like romantic comedies to be like Seth Rogen style of humor, I think. More than... Yeah. Just like really, really funny and not just so formulaic. Uh, guy comes into town, or and guy, guy girl don't get along. Then they get along. Then they date. Then someone does something stupid, and then they come back to each other. See, like, I could watch that plot uh, over and over and over and over and over. Again. I can watch that, but yeah. it has to be really fucking funny and reinvent something about it. Whereas, like knocked up, I thought reinvented something about it. They were forced to be together, and it just had a tonal difference. It had a tonal well, difference, which and is I probably like, what you. Yeah, uh, do you think they would stay to together? Show. Yeah, seems like they really had a real relationship by the end of that film, and they. But I think there, it was a great situation of like these people are unlikely to be together, yeah. but they must now be together. So or at least children change that formula exactly. pretty drastically. And you don't have many rom-coms with, with kids involved. Yeah, that's why yeah. I think yeah. I liked it. Isn't today Thanksgiving? Today is Thanksgiving. Did you watch the parade? <laughs> Did you catch your own turkey? <laughs> Did you skin your potatoes? <laughs> pop, pop them in a little bath of boiling water and mash them up with cream and butter. Have you made your cranberries into gelatin? Have you carved said turkey? <laughs> I haven't done a single one of these things. Ever? Or maybe you're celebrating an un-Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Non-Thanksgiving, more yeah, focus on opposite. dinner party. Yeah, or like learn party. learn more about uh, indigenous cultures mm. and uh, try to yeah. like decolonize the meal. I think that's yeah. always a cool thing to really mm. try to focus on because it's very hard with family oh, traditions. Yeah. Oh yeah, I re- yeah I because I don't ever actually go home to my family. I don't think I do anything uh, Thanksgivingy other than I cook the standard menu. But I always try to put something else that's not on the standard menu in just because. Turkey's not the most delicious food. It's really Check not. out some uh, like native recipes. That's what mm. people oh, you that's often a suggest. Great idea. Yeah, like look up indigenous chefs, and that there's something cool. really interesting. And um, because you automatically like food is kind of like the first window for a lot of people into culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it seems like something that hopefully people start oh, looking into really more during good. the holiday. That's a great idea. Yeah. yeah, even if it's one dish, maybe it will start a conversation with maybe mm-hmm. some more traditional family members. Mm-hmm. Um, what do we think of asking what you're thankful for? Is that? I think it's okay. Think we can. I think. That too trite. I think being thankful is good. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't. I think though it should maybe not be just belonging to late late November. 
<laughs> I think people should like reflect, reflect on their thing. In fact, every time I have a dinner party and there's a lot of people together, I'm like, oh, I'm just so happy we're all together. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be a whole speech, but you should be like acknowledge that this is nice. Yeah. It's nice to be able to do this. What are you thankful for, Rainy? I'm thankful for Stephen Skeep. You know Stephen Skeep? No, I don't even know where the space in between those words are. (laughs) (laughs) Is it Steve Enskeep or Steven? Steve Space Inskeep. Wow, it was that one. I thought it was Steven's Keep. Keep. I thought there was Steven. And I thought it was like, I don't know, a resale store. Like Steven's Keep. Come on down to Steven's Keep. (laughs) We got sweaters. We got pants. We got buckets of ants. No, no, no. no. He's a he's an NPR host. Oh. And he's like the most okay boomer guy ever. But for some reason, I just really fuck with him. Like I'm just like, you're just like funny and I like hearing you're the news from you. Thankful for him. So I'm grateful for Steven's keep on up first at NPR. You're thankful. Oh, is that a podcaster? Yeah, well he's he's like a radio host. I think he even he he was the one who tried to interview Trump that one time that they got Trump on and Trump like last like three minutes, but he kept asking like questions that he didn't like. So he left. Let's oh, all yeah. we, should, we should all be thankful to another podcaster. Yeah. Who keeps us sane. Mm. Exactly. I'll go. Uh, mine yeah. recently, I mean, it's no secret. I, I I'm love a good crime podcast. Oh, yeah. I, I also love anything just about like um, historical tragedies. I've been really into shipwrecks recently. Oh. I, I think I need the context. And I know why mm. a lot of like, even like my sister listens, she likes to, contextualize the world as like this uh-huh. is true evil so maybe i can yeah. like be a little more even keeled in my life yeah. i don't have to worry about everything mm-hmm. um and i listen to i'm mean, obviously listen to like the typical like crime junkies yeah. etc but there's one called red-handed Ooh. from the uk uh with hannah and um uh, saruti uh, saruthi's apologies if i can't am I mispronouncing yeah. but they're it's fantastic it's Ooh. kind of like somewhere between Crime Junkie and like a My Favorite Murder, mm-hmm. but they're also British, which I enjoy. Anyway, did you? Watch- I'm thankful for them. I've been listening a lot to them. It's so funny to me that the type, and I know it's very common that people who listen to crime podcasts as like a soothing activity. I know, we love it. It's oh, very it's strange. Great love drives. Yeah, sure. Can really you explain good it? Why is it trip. soothing? I feel like so when I hear about true evil. Mm-hmm. It makes me realize one some things I can be a little less mad about, uh-huh. and some uh-huh. things I can be more mad about. Yeah. <laughs> but knowing that there's like someone who did this despicable thing yeah. and that they exist, it kind of I don't know. It that's it a regulates. weird form of regulation for uh-huh. me emotionally. Mm. Yeah. I don't know if I, and I think especially if you're uh, essentially since a lot of victims have historically been women, and yeah. a lot of listeners of crime podcasts are uh-huh. women. Yeah. I know that. At least from my friends, it's a similar thing, especially probably even deeper for them. Yeah. Which is like this idea of like, it's not like, ooh, salacious, lovely. Like uh-huh. some people maybe, but yeah. some people are just like, there's something weirdly psychologically. Right. Yeah. Regulatory about it, which is weird. Yeah. I don't know. I have a similar reaction to it. Yeah. Did you watch Only Murders in the Building? Yes. Did you love it? I enjoyed it. I just like the, I, I like <laughs> Selena and I like, I, watch um, two. I like the old sort of guard comedy of Steve Martin. I couldn't believe, because I sort of like didn't totally, I, I was you a little too, leave? no, no, no. I, I was like a little too young for Steve Martin. So I saw him on that show. I was like, this uh, guy is amazing. Oh my God. Where'd this guy come from? Yeah, I was like, oh <laughs> this my guy's gosh, right. he's he really funny. Way before this. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen uh, Martin Short? I thought was good too. And him when he was he's young. hilarious. Oh, was he hot? He's kind of cute. Yeah. He was a cutie. Ow. Yeah. Salt and pepper. <laughs> Salt and pepper. I... I know who I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for Matt Pat. 
not only is a person who makes great content that I actually watch a lot of, game theory and film theory, are just very well-constructed uh, episodic stuff on the internet, but he made a really great video about our whole situation, mm. and I thought he did a great job of like helping other people understand things. thought yes. it was really good. It was really, yeah. really well done video. Yeah, uh, also was a homie and gave us a heads up before it came out, yeah, which is said, not hey. something that oh, many nice. other people have done. Yeah, he's just, and uh, I just think very highly of their content uh, and their production model. And I think he's a great ambassador for like YouTube as an entertainment industry. Like he is always like, writing about like he is in think pieces he writes think pieces he He's like smart. takes it very seriously mm -hmm. and he legitimizes our space uh often as, as often as other people delegitimize it <laughs> <laughs> Zach, what about you um well hey if you're listening to this i'm thankful for you because oh me too oh yeah me too and me too <laughs> because <laughs> uh i'm glad that we get to keep doing this mm -hmm. we're talking about podcasts i'm thankful for my one that i love right now is called script apart it's hosted mm. by this guy al horner and what he does is he'll get screenwriters to talk about a movie and they look at the first oh, draft that's really interesting so they look at like the first draft they wrote and then talk about what changes happen between when they wrote the first draft and the final movie that you saw. And oftentimes, if you don't know this, movies are wildly different. I mean, mm -hmm. there will be characters, f full plot lines, yeah. sets that that don't make it to the final film. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's really fascinating to, to see that process. And it also just reminds you as a creative person that you have to fail, right? You have to write something. It's wrong. Now you see it and you do it again and you you hone it over time. You get it. You know, each time you chip away and get a little closer. So even things that you think of as the most brilliant thing, movies that you've ever seen, such as The Proposal. <laughs> uh, the Spy Who Dumped Me. The Spy Who Dumped Me mm. doesn't always start that way. Mm. Yeah, it's a super cool pod. Yeah. Well, hot yeah. damn, I hope you have a fantastic Thanksgiving. Thanks for choosing to spend some of it with us. We love you. Is that the we, we appreciate you. We appreciate. We appreciate. No. We hope that you find yourself a celebo. <laughs> God. And thanks for and lols. Thanks for watching. Thanks for chilling. Thanks for being. And here. hopefully, I'll be able to drop in every now and then, like a ghost, mm. like a poltergeist, mm. like a pulch. Yes. You know, pulty, pulty G. Yeah. No, Keith, you just immediately <laughs> abbreviated it. Palty G. Palty G sounds pretty cool, though. Keith, hit us with the a fish try the song. Palty G, a palty, palty G, a palty G, a palty, palty, palty G, flying through your house, knocking over your glasses. Palty G, a palty, palty G, 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 pushing you down and showing your asses. Palty G, a palty, palty G, tripod. Oh, and thank you to Clingsbury Crunch for sponsoring this episode. Have a good ass week. <laughs>